This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier, and happier life. I am blessed again today to share with you another wonderful guest and her story of getting tremendous results against rheumatoid arthritis. Her name is Rita. She's from a beautiful part of the world. Uh, in California, and she is going to talk about how she managed to sidestep all of the worst aspects of this condition by throwing everything at her health and um, getting as healthy as she possibly could in as short as possible time. So it's Rita all the way from California. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, Clint, for having me on here. I hope that I can inspire at least one person, if not more. Well, I certainly think you will. You know, we've only spent a little bit of time going over your situation. So I'm going to learn a lot and I'm already inspired with what you've shared with me so far. So uh, the date I've written down here is 2008, which was the year you were diagnosed with rheumatoid. Let's uh, start that point and tell me uh, what happened. And then we'll get into all of these tremendous things that you did to um, improve your health. Okay. Um, I was on vacation. It was back in 2008. And I remember having this very burning-like sensation in my feet. That's where it started. And it it took off pretty fast from there. Um, Next thing I know, my elbows were hurting, my knees were hurting, and um, it went into my neck and my elbows, did I say that, every finger, both wrists. And then it was my jaw that locked up. And when it locked up, I wasn't really able to even barely put a straw through my mouth. And that's when my husband said, you know, I think we need to go to the doctor. So he drove me to a um, a rheumatologist in Rancho Mirage, California, where we were vacationing. But the doctor referred me to somebody in my own hometown. So four days later, we drove home. And that's when I began seeing a local rheumatologist in my area. And immediately he wanted to put me on prednisone and I agreed for three short weeks. So I tapered off after about 10 days. And so when I went back to him, he asked me how it was and he was expecting that, you know, this was going to be an amazing wonder drug, which it was, I felt no pain. But um, when I was at the office, I saw crippled people and I knew because my sister had rheumatoid arthritis 30 years ago, she was diagnosed and she's two years younger than I, I just knew that it was um, really not for me, you know, so the the next drug was methadrexate trait that he wanted to have me put to put me on. But I thanked him graciously and said, I think before I do any of this, I want to seek out my own alternative options. And so I began on my search. And in my search, I fell into a great doctor who was a functional medicine doctor. And she um, was also, luckily, she had an autoimmune disease herself. So she really understood where I was coming from. And she was holistic doctor as well as a medical doctor. So I felt I was in great hands and felt really lucky to have crossed paths with her. 
So everything began with her and it started with supplements and changing my diet, elimination of gluten, dairy, soy. Um, She did a lot of testing to find out what I was allergic to. I mean, this particular test, um, I don't know if I can say the name of it, but it's Genova Mm -hmm. and it was very detailed. I mean, right down to even how much copper my body had, magnesium. I mean, it just was like a a open book of everything, every wiring, like in my body was pretty amazing. And so after she got the results of that, she was able to work with me on getting me on supplements and then um, suggested infrared saunas. And so from there I went into, um, let's see, I'm trying to remember so many things. Um, I, she suggested, Oh, she suggested that I even see a therapist because she said, you know, I had a lot of stress in my life at the time. Mm -hmm. And she said, mind and body work together. So if I'm going to help you, I need you to also have your mind being worked with as well so we can work with both together. So I agreed. And then, you know, I started feeling better, but I still wanted to take my health in my own hands. So I continued just I uh, just went at it with everything. I, mean, I went to a, a, an Ayurvedic practitioner, an acupuncturist. Um, I went to, gosh, the list goes on here. I, I began meditation. I went to restorative yoga and learned actually to, I learned to breathe differently than I was actually breathing. And I learned three-step deep breathing and that helped me to sleep better at night. So I was getting better nights of sleep. Um, lots of prayer and yoga and, you know, chiropractic, naturopathic doctors. I mean, I just went at it with everything. And then little by little, I started to feel better. And I went back to the gym because I'd always been a gym member, but I couldn't even lift a coffee cup, you know, and here I was Mm -hmm. lifting like 15 pound dumbbells at one time in each arm and I couldn't even lift a coffee cup. So then I returned and started out with like, you know, very light weights and then built myself back up to strength training which, you know, I read that that was a lot, a rare, really important. But luckily, I already knew that because I loved being strong and being only five feet two. I, I like to lift my own groceries and carry things in without having to ask all the yeah. time. So I was already ahead of the game by knowing that I had a passion for strength training. But then I started feeling so well. I started playing tennis. I was hiking, swimming, doing Zumba. I mean, I was just doing everything and even more before I had R. I became more active because I became more conscious of how important moving my body was so important. And I've always been active. So it was really easy for me to do that. When I went to the Ayurvedic people, they, um, they taught me how to regulate. I was eating whenever because I was in real estate and I was just throwing things down fast and, you know, probably really affecting my gut. The way I was just eating in a hurry and and Ayurvedic, they teach you to be more mindful about every every mouth, you know, full and chewing and eating and quietness. <laughs> so I had to relearn a lot at age was I think I was 50 or 52 when I first got this, when I first got RA. So they helped me regulate my eating times. Um, then I learned about green smoothies and I really started getting into mostly plant-based food eating and added starch, thanks to Dr. John McDougall, because I'd come across his stuff back in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't ever really eat red meat, except for maybe once a year, but I just completely took that out. And then I lessened mm, processed food. Mm. Um, so 
I learned a lot about stress, being mindful and, you know, like awareness of breath and a lot about my inner thoughts, you know, how to control my inner thoughts and change my way of thinking and learned that this was going to be a lifestyle for life. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So you've just covered so much there. So now I have a lot of questions now. Okay. So first of all, um, how are your symptoms now compared to all of the troublesome areas that you had when it was at its worst in the early stages? Okay. Um, I, I don't have any pain anywhere. You know, I'm not going to say that, you know, I, I did get hit with RA like in my hands, but they seem to be pretty mm-hmm. normal that these four knuckles are a little bit big, larger, not big, just larger, but not any bigger than they were back in 2008. So it sort of just all stopped. Um, Yeah, I'm good. I mean, rarely, rarely do I take an Advil or Tylenol or anything. If I happen to get a headache for something, maybe it was stress or something, but no, I'm, I'm pain-free, pain-free from head to toe. Um, And how long, how long have you been pain-free? You know, I think it started a lot sooner than I actually expected, but after a couple months, two, three, four months, something like that, I really started to just feel better and better and better. And I kept, you know, throwing things in the fire, anything I could think of, you know, like the Ayurvedic and the acupuncture and the chiropractor and Mm. deep breathing and yoga. And so the more I did, the better I conquered it a lot quicker. Mm. So Mm. this is not something that you, you just, you don't take it lightly and it, it can be a lot of fun, really, um, getting to know yourself and your body, you, wh- what you can eat. And oh my gosh, you know, plant-based food is so delicious. I don't feel like I'm missing out at all on the old food, you know, salty, greasy food. No, thank you. <laughs> and the thing is, you, you know, the difference when you get done eating that kind of food, the old yeah. food, it's like, you don't feel very good. When you eat really clean, healthy food, you just feel so amazing and energetic and clear-minded. So I love it. So mm. no pain, good, healthy diet. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, so my, uh, let me let me move through some of these questions here because you answered my next one, which was how long did it take to actually clear the, that inflammation and so forth? And you're saying it was, it was more months, multiple months rather than multiple years. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. I think the first year was the toughest because, you know, you, you learn it's sort of like when you're trying to teach a toddler, you know, certain things like not to touch yeah. something, you know, so you touch yeah. this food and you get, you get your hand slapped because you realize your body is going to talk to you and say, no, no, <laughs> you know, you can't have that. So, um, you know, yeah. so it was a lot of trial and error thinking, oh, you know, when you feel better, you think you can cheat, but there's way to, there's way to, there's a way to satisfy yourself without cheating with the old food. There really is. And it's just a way of learning. And eventually you surround yourself with these kind of people that are doing the same thing and eating healthy and it becomes kind of, you know, easy. Yeah. yeah. And especially where you live as well, your, your, your area will be able to source uh, more plant-based foods, more healthy lifestyle in California. Um, you're up towards the Bay Area, especially. So it's a great place to be if you're looking for, you know, some nice, healthy and uh, I guess uh, enlightened options with regards to thinking about the planet, thinking about animals and so forth as well. So that's in your favor. 
Um, I want to point out as well, you never did our program. You never did the Patterson program. In 2008, when you were diagnosed and started working on all this, I was in the midst of my own hell. I, ha- I wasn't thinking about creating a program. I was thinking about how do I bypass elbow surgery? I mean, I was in absolute dire straits at that time uh, on maximum dose methotrexate and worsening. So I you know, just wanted to point that out to people as well. You you know, didn't go through as um, as strict an elimination process as what a lot of people do. You've changed your diet, which is and made some great choices. Ended up plant based, and a lot of these other things that you did were were instrumental for you. And I wanted to ask you about those. Oh, and first of all, a comment on the Genova test. I haven't looked at that in about a year, but I believe that they also do. Now they also do an oxidative stress test as well. And I, at one point, was looking at getting that done for myself because oxidative stress is a is sort of a research area of mine that I'm passionate about. I, ne- I never never pulled the trigger on it, um, but I I still want to get that done. And it's something that hasn't come up in other conversations with other guests. And it's something that if people are looking at it, I do think it's a good idea. And if their doctor can order it for them, I think it's great. So the information obviously that your functional medicine doctor gained from that was obviously helpful. Right. Yeah, it was a great test. I recommend it to anybody. It just, it's just amazing. It just shows you so much about Mm. your body, every little. Yeah, well, fatty acid profile comes up too, I think on it. And so the two things that I'd be looking at, because a lot of the nutritional deficiencies and stuff, I believe that we can sort of correct by basically following a plant-based diet, exercising more, microbiome improves. A lot of the stuff tends to sort of naturally go in the right direction when your body's healing. But things like the fatty acid profile can be really helpful to put aside the concerns we might have if we're saying, oh, you know, it's low fat. Am I getting enough of my fats? And that's a really helpful analysis. And I think that the team over at uh, the Goldberg Clinic use, I don't know if they use the Genova test, but they do this as one of their tests, getting that fatty acid profile, I believe, if I recall correctly. And so, yeah, um, it's interesting. If the doctor understands the, the results, that I mean, that being a key part of it, then it's a good test to get done. The infrared saunas, did you ever go and actually uh, start your infrared saunas or was it something that you took note of and, and didn't get to? Um, my functional medicine doctor suggested, and she had one in her office that she rented out for yep. so many minutes or something. And so I was lucky it was so convenient to just yep. go there and sit for 10, 15 minutes or whatever, it was like twice yep. a week or something. And yep. I think that was really important to detox the body. Cleanses are really good too. Um, yep. I've kind of played a little bit with that, but not as seriously, you know, the celery and the cucumber yep. and stuff like that. Yep. It's, it's, it was just, I was just really lucky to come across um, this functional medicine doctor because really back in 2008, mm-hmm. there is, there was nothing compared to what there is today online, the books that are available, mm-hmm. the material, and mm-hmm. even much healthier food. I mean, even th- though there's gluten-free processed mm-hmm. food out there, I don't really promote that to anybody because it's still processed food. Mm, it's just yeah. a marketing gimmick, you know, so yeah. they take out the wheat, but it's still junk food. Right. Yeah, right. So I really steer away from, you know, like 
have an apple, have a plum, have a nectarine, you know, slice open a pineapple. That's my type of treat. Okay. Yeah. So whole foods. I mean, the obvious, you know, humble but delicious approach. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And let's see, what else? Um, well, I've got a couple other things. I wanted to say, and I've taken a, f- a few other notes here. What do you think of all of these things that you did? If you had to say which one you suspected was most important, is or, or would you be able to to stab at a hierarchy of importance for other people who are wanting to, you know, sp- spend their hard-earned money in one direction? Was there one thing above the other that you think was most crucial? Uh, well, getting somebody to guide you, first of all. Right. Right. A coach like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The books. I think, you know, you have a mm-hmm. wonderful book out. I understand. I haven't purchased it yet. I think that's number one. And then I think, um, you know, getting with the right coach or doctor, functional medical doctor, they can get you on the right supplements and then they can taper, taper you off those supplements after a while. I'm not on that many supplements anymore, but I swear when I first saw her, the I'd line up these bottles and I swear they went from one end of my snack bar to the other end. And I thought, holy cow, you know, that's a lot of supplements. And I just eventually just started feeling better and thought, okay, I don't think I need this. I don't think I need that. And I started kind of advocating what I was willing to take and what I wasn't because I feel like your body still has to process your kidneys, your Mm -hmm. liver. They all have to process those capsules. So, you know, be really careful about getting overwhelmed by too many capsules and supplements. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And it can actually complicate your treatment plan. And so I consider every other supplement that you have to be another variable. And so if you're keeping the same diet every day and then you start reintroducing foods or you, um, you know, start testing a different form of exercise on one part of your body and you're waiting to see how your body responds. But if you then got all of these supplements, then every time you stop taking one or you add an extra sort of pill of another one, it's a change and you just then start questioning, was it the supplement or was it something else? So yeah, it, the more complicated, yeah. the, 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 the less attractive, you know? So I completely agree with your intuition there is just let's keep it simple. And you're right. It's all got to be metabolized through the liver and that poor liver is probably under stress and all the detoxing that we do is to take the pressure off that liver. So we, yeah, uh, yeah, that was a smart thing there to start to negotiate and say, I don't think I need that one because I'm eating good or better food or that food's full of that potassium. Why should I need that? You know? Right. So, right. Yeah. yeah yes. I, I think that um, having a coach and that, you know, they're going to guide you. I'm really lucky because the functional medicine doctor was helping me with what I ate. So I yep. do think that eating clean is a really good way to add to your healing and body yeah. movement, um, awareness of your thoughts and your breath. Oh my gosh. I don't think a lot of us know how we don't even breathe correctly anymore. Where stress changes your mm-hmm. pattern of breathing. And so, yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit more. With your breath, what did you change with your breath after you started looking more at the... Um, at that area, the restorative yoga, the Ayurvedic angle, what did you learn about your breath that you then changed and what do you do to improve your breath work? Um, Yeah, just remembering to check in with your breathing and, and 
see where you are, especially if you're in a hurry somewhere, be conscious of that and change, uh, just be conscious of your breath and listen to it. And then sometimes if you are stressed, take a nice deep breath and even hold your breath for so many seconds and then let it go with a big, you know, release and let all these toxins come out of your breath. That's another way to release toxins, they say, is, you know, mm. breath, breath work. So, yeah, I think it also helped me to sleep at night. I do the three step where you breathe in three steps, holding your breath, and then you release it three steps out. And gosh, after four or five of those, I'm asleep. And I used to have a hard time because I was in a lot of pain initially. I mean, I was shuffling around the house like an 80-year-old woman. You know, I couldn't even lift my feet off the ground. They hurt so bad in my knees. So now I jump on a trampoline. I've got five grandchildren and I run around and play with them and do everything. Nothing has really stopped me. Yeah, it's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. You know, because uh, before we hit record too, another doctor was expecting that you might be about to start Humira uh, as well um, before you uh, uh, were shown from a blood test that you were all clear and you didn't need to start Humira as well when you had your elbow problem. So that m- I might be uh, filling in a gap there that we um, we missed in our in our conversation that you mentioned to me prior. But I don't want you. I don't want to let um, you off the hook here with this blood work. Can you walk us? Sorry, with the breath work. Can you show us the exact breath work you do before bed? Because so many people struggle with falling asleep. And if you think it helps to go to sleep, I'll follow along. You tell me what to do and I'll do it. Okay. So you're just going to breathe in like, okay, I'll just do it without giving the. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you just like, you know. And you hold it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you just feel so good. Okay. It really relaxes you. It's, so you take it's a very deep heart rate. Mm-hmm. You can feel it. So you do three, four, or five of those, and you can feel a difference right away. Huge difference in the way that your body it brings down any stress or mm-hmm. any feeling of feeling um, anxious. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we take a deep, deep breath in, hold, and yeah. then breathe out in three uh, sections, like one, yeah, so two, just... three in, hold. And then hold it for seven, 10 seconds, 12 seconds, however you can. If you can only hold two seconds initially, then just hold it two yeah. seconds and then just three out. Yeah, lovely. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Um, okay wonderful um now what else can i extract from you you're like a uh you're you're like the um, a mine full of wonderful diamonds and it's my job to try and get them out here um tell us about your um approach to exercise you uh said that you got back into strength training and and you were lifting and were able to then lift 15 pounds after previously you couldn't hold the coffee cup because of the pain in the fingers that's right I've always, I've always been a member of the, of the gym and I love, you know, I love working out and being strong because I'm petite and five feet two, um, weigh 116 pounds now, but most of my life it's been between 111, 112. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so the weight puts the weight training builds more muscle, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I was lifting 15 pounds bench pressing, like 15 pounds and dumbbells each arm. I was bench pressing. Um, I was doing leg press. Um, mm-hmm. Just I had a whole routine of every part of my body, back, chest, you know, tricep, bicep. So yeah. I I was quite into it. And it was just pathetic when I got RA. I couldn't even lift a coffee cup. Mm. And it was so scary. It was just like, ugh, you know, and I'm talking about an empty coffee, coffee cup, you know, yeah. I couldn't even lift that. It would be so painful. And my fingers, I remember when I would go to dry my hands. Oh, my God, they were so painful. Just I would blot them to yeah. wash my hands and I cook a lot, you know, and you know, you're always washing your hands and you're washing food. So I, it was really painful to cook for me at the time, but back to the training, um, in the gym, it, it took a while, but I just was, I was very patient and I, mm-hmm. I just knew, you know, you really have to have a lot of intent and a lot of faith in yourself because these bodies that we have been given and that God created, they're very intellectual. You know, they know how to go back to being healthy if you give them, you know, all the right substances. And, you know, my doctor, functional medicine doctor used to say, it's what you bathe your body in. So if you bathe it in bad, it treats you bad. If you bathe it good, it treats you good. So I learned to bathe my body in good things, yoga, meditation, prayer, strength training, and, and all of it helps. And, you know, the more you do it, the better you feel. and the more you want to do it It becomes almost addictive, you know, because you feel so good when you do do it. And when you don't do it is when you don't feel so good. So that's just a reminder when you don't do it, you feel crappy. You just go, you know, I'm going to put my tennis shoes on and go for a run or a walk or whatever it is. So yeah, I'm, I'm back at the gym other than the pandemic closed everything down. So I'm not back at the gym per se, but I was back at the gym shortly after I would say maybe, you know, six months into it, I began lifting little by little. And I even just going there, sometimes I wouldn't even spend very much time, but I'd see all these people that I was surrounded working and being all muscular. And, you know, I wanted to just be around that kind of energy and it, and, and sometimes I would give myself a reason to leave after 15 minutes or 30 minutes, but my usual workouts are about an hour, hour and a half. Mm. Mm, that's a yeah it's a solid workout i but agree with you time, but during that time it's okay if you can only work out 10 15 minutes just going there gives you the motivation you see other people and they're your tribe they're your community i love it it's aspirational when you see people doing things that are on the same machine that you use uh, and they're doing a little more you think okay you know like i can see the direction to go there it is it's your tribe and it's also the habit the thing is, if we just go all the time and we build that habit and we're just in the in the rhythm of showing up at that time every single day, you almost can't uh, avoid improvements because you're there constantly and you're doing it and your body does respond. So love that. Fantastic. A lot of the things you say are exactly the same things that, that uh, you know, a lot of us understand and think, and you're a big action taker. You must have been able to allocate a lot of time for this. So how did you arrange your life to allocate so much time? Um, I think it's just mind over matter. It's like, what's important to you? I think a lot of people waste time, you know, fooling around with their phones. I mean, that's a good hours worth of 
time wasted, maybe, maybe not for all because people are reading news and really educational things, but you know, you just got to prioritize what's important. And I think getting well was really important to me. I look at this like if you were to go to war, you don't take a swift army knife knife with you, you know, and think you're going to fight the war with this little knife. You take as much ammunition as possible, you know, so that's the same thing. You try strength training, you do yoga, meditation, prayer, um, you know, supplements, plant-based food. You just try everything. You know, why not? It's really, it's really fun. And I'm really grateful that actually I'm really grateful this happened to me. I, I, that I was diagnosed with RA because it really opened up my mind and my soul to a whole nother world. It taught me that I needed to be more mindful, become more aware and notice things, even my thoughts, you know, be more accepting of my life, be more accepting of people in my life. And yeah, it's been a good thing. Yeah. It's mm. made me, I'm probably more healthy now than I was when I, before even RA, I really do think at six, you know, 64, I feel like I'm 34. Mm. I feel good. I feel great. Yeah. I have a lot of energy. I sleep well. Um, you know, I garden. So I grew a lot of my vegetables this year. And, you know, that takes a lot. If you can imagine having RA and the fingers, how you couldn't do anything like that before. I couldn't. I've lived in this property for 20 years where I live. And when I had gotten diagnosed, I couldn't even, I couldn't garden. My mm-hmm. fingers hurt too much. So I had mm-hmm. to give it up for, you know, a couple of years, but mm-hmm. I'm back and it's good. Oh, love it. Just on gardening, I think that's another thing that you're doing. You might not even be aware of the benefits of gardening, but there's a book called The Blue Zones, and it's an analysis of all the parts of the world where the people live the longest and the consistent daily activity that, uh, in terms of exercise that most of the longest living people on earth do is gardening. That's that's the number one longevity exercise. You know, it's not it's not as extreme as what we might need when we're going through a, a sort of a, uh, a poor health state. We need to get out of that state. But once we're into a, a maintenance phase, gardening's your number one thing. So, you know, you're down the grid. There's a correlation between length of life and quad strength. And see, when you're bent over and you've got bend in your knees and you're gardening, you're constantly engaging your quadriceps. And I believe there's a correlation there with, with strength in the legs and longevity. And, and you're in the sun and you're in the soil, you're touching the bacteria. All of this stuff is like back to nature. So a little right. bit of a, a sidetrack there, but gosh, everything you're doing is just so um, supportive of your goals. So it's fantastic. There's one thing you said, um, before we hit record here that I wanted you to repeat um, about your husband who's passionate about golf and you're passionate about health. What are the parallels there with your husband's golf game? Well, you know, I once, I, I really made the connection. Um, he's a great golfer. He golfs like three days a week and he's been golfing since he was 10 years old. Um, and so he's a little bit older than me. So that tells you how many years he's been golfing and he's very healthy and still out there. Does not take a cart. He walks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. He is always perfecting his game. He's watching videos. He's, he, he gets out there and puts on our property. Um, he still takes lessons if something goes, you know, south and he can't get it back, you know. So 
what I learned is like, wow, you know, his passion is golf and he's perfecting that every time he goes to play golf. Well, actually almost every day, there's some form of golf in his head. Um, in fact, I think he's watching the tournament on, on TV right now. <laughs> so my, my, I just figured my thing is my passion is health and getting well. And so I am perfecting my game. My game is RA and I am perfecting that every day. It's a part of my everyday life. So if a golfer can perfect his game, an RA person can perfect their life in the same way. Just love it. Be passionate about it. Be patient. Golfers have to be patient. So yeah, it's just, it's, I think some people, they want a quick fix. You know, the medication is easier to just pop a pill and be done with it. But it does catch up with you later. I, I think, you know, because I have a sister that was diagnosed 30, 35 years ago, and I've seen her go that route. She chose, you know, to do the medication. Of course, maybe back then they didn't have a lot of functional medicine and holistic and all the stuff we have today. So um, I saw that and that's when I knew I needed to go a different route for myself. I wanted something different. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a rough disease. There's no doubt about it. And you have uh, definitely defied the odds and the statistics to be able to uh, sidestep the worst portions of it. As I said, right at the start, um, being, you know, on that medication roundabout that, uh, that is, is, is common and uh, unfortunately necessary where the disease is, un, un, uh, you know, uncontrolled. But you've also managed to sidestep a lot of the symptoms as well from the disease itself. And you've turned this into something extraordinary. Um, you know, you have uh, made health your mission and you have drawn upon very resourcefully all of the opportunities for improvement around you from getting the right tests done. You're getting, you know, you're doing the detoxing with the saunas, you go and getting your breath work done, doing restorative yoga, you know, and, and then getting back into tennis, weightlifting, hiking, you mentioned to me, um, meditation. I mean, you really are. And of course, all the dietary side of things. So, you know, we know it's a, uh, we know we need a holistic approach for this condition and you have taken that to the absolute extreme and have addressed all aspects of your health and the results are magnificent. So, you know, congratulations. Um, there's just what an outstanding achievement. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Well, it's, um, it's, it, it has you know, definitely not been easy. It's been hard work, but it's been so rewarding. And I would have never done it any other way just so I could get through it faster. The journey has been really a great learning experience for me. And, um, you know, I just embraced it. And when I got RA or when I was diagnosed, let me say it that way, I, I guess I didn't say, why me? Why did I get this? Poor me. I looked at it and embraced it and said, okay, what does this mean? What is my body trying to tell me? What is my mind trying to tell me? And then slowly but surely I figured it out, you know, that I needed to slow down and I needed to eat better and I needed to breathe better and I needed to have more just awareness and attention to myself. And it's a lot of self-care, but heck, you know, why not spoil ourselves? It's worth it. <laughs> if you right. love yourself, you know, it's nice to kind of take care of yourself. 
Oh, most definitely. And, you know, when you were speaking there, I had a, a little insight. You know, when we get deep into a career path, it becomes more and more esoteric and more and more niche. But when we go on a health path, it becomes more and more humble and more and more common sense. So we get away from the complex and we have to unravel and actually let go of our extreme academia mind and just say, I got to eat some simple foods. I got to go out and get back into nature. I got to, I got to move my body more. I have to relax and breathe better. You know, it's so humbling for those of for, for most of us who have these careers that we're passionate about, you were in real estate, you know, with your husband, probably had a great business and everything and, you know, just focused on that. And really health is about, you know, unwinding the brain and getting back to real fundamental, we are a mammal on a piece of dirt. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know? exactly. that's what we are. Yep. It's so simple, really. I mean, it's not complicated. You can make it complicated in your head, like this is so much to do, but it's really not. It's very simple. And I think what it is, is just trying to be human again. And I think we've lost sight of that. I think we become unhuman, which caused the stress and the complicated lifestyle that we're living. So I think if you can find a simple way to live you know, I think it's kind of the key because it lowers the stress level and you give yourself some good, simple food that was created for our kind of temples and yep. we should honor these temples. You know, they're not here forever. So they serve us well. We put a lot of miles on them and I think they deserve to be um, treated well. Yeah, well said. All right. Well, thank you very much. This has been a, a really enjoyable conversation and uh, oh, I, I wish you ongoing wonderful health. Well, thank you. And I hope this inspires others. If it's just one person, that makes me happy, but hopefully it'll be others and many. So thank you for all that you do. Keep doing it. And I love following you. It's great. You're wonderful. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.